Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Thursday afternoon. We got a lot to get to. I know we're going to spend a lot of time today uh, listening in on what AJ Preller had to say yesterday. A lot of yes and un you knows and yeah, knows. I'm sure that's all coming for us. So uh, stick around. Looking forward to getting into that. Before we start, hey, tonight, Lakers and the Phoenix Suns in LA. And the reason I mentioned it is because, Alex, have you looked at prize picks yet today? Have you seen um, like what LeBron's numbers are, what KD's numbers are? I'd be really curious tonight to play prize picks because um, this is a, your first home game, uh, big television audience, superstars on display. So first time against KD since 2018. I mean, dude, that's a that's this is gonna be a fun night. So if you go to PrizePicks.com/slash/GreatFriends. You put in a hundred bucks, they'll match it. You put in 50, they'll match it. They'll match a hundred percent up to a hundred dollars with your LeBron first 20 and a half. LeBron 20 and a half. Okay. KD 31. Okay. I'm going to go 23 and a half. Mm. Mm. Oh man. I'm going to go over on AD more. I'm going to go more on LeBron and I'm, you know what? I'm even going to go more on KD. Mm. Yeah. I think all three of those guys have monster games. Can I say something as far as betting goes? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Always rooting for the over is way more fun than rooting for the under because mm -hmm. you just want them to keep scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. Mm -hmm. That's way more fun. It doesn't necessarily work out great all the time, <laughs> but I will say for like, you know, hey, LeBron, keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so guys, those of you that are watching on YouTube, use that, that QR code. It'll take you right to our page. Get your account. Put in a hundred bucks, they'll match up to a hundred bucks. Hundred percent match for your first time deposit. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. All right, it's Thursday. Let's get things kicked off. Let's go. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew. It's Thursday afternoon. Today is October 26th. Got Grande and the Brown Man, and we're all coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So yesterday, as we were recording the podcast, uh, Bob Melvin was having his press conference in San Francisco. and oh, He we looked were, happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked relieved, man. That guy was like, hey, San Diego was supposed to be a vacation for a couple of years, and it turned into a nightmare, and I'm so glad to be home. So we'll get to the Bob Melvin part of it, but it we were recording the podcast yesterday, and we all were waiting for A.J. Preller because A.J. has to have a Zoom press conference. He can't have people in front of him, um, and so he has to have total control of the environment, and so he has to have a Zoom press conference so he can have – you know, his office and he can be comfortable and he doesn't want people around and he doesn't want to get stuck. It's a certain amount of time and that's all you got. I mean, it's just so ridiculously contrived and choreographed. It nauseates me, but neither here nor there. So fellas, um, I've intentionally not watched yesterday's press conference. I haven't been exposed to any of the AJ Preller sound bites. I've got them all sitting here and I refuse to watch them until we're live on the air and we get real natural response. Alex, you watched him. Um, I had to. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you think is going to happen here in the next couple of couple of segments as we we dive into all this stuff? What are you expecting? Well, I will say this. Mm -hmm. Mad props to the Padres public relations department. 
Okay. Because there's so many times in the last 10 years that AJ Preller faces the media and recently on Zoom mm-hmm. where he looks unprepared and he's just spitballing, uh, yeah, no, maybe, you know, this, this, and that. There was a very clear and very on-point message yesterday by AJ Preller. It was like, you know, no disrespect, but it was like the PR team did what they were supposed to do. They got their president of baseball operations prepared for the questions that were coming. They had a response to every question that was coming, and it was perfectly executed by AJ Preller, in my opinion. Nice. Now, nice. I don't you think, think that you think there was a teleprompter. To... Did he have to read anything? Like, no, 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 no. What I mean by that is like, I felt like they sat down mm-hmm. and they're like, these are the questions that are obviously going to be asked to you. AJ smart enough to know what's going to be asked about him, but this is what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Like the, this is, there is no off script today. This is what you're going to say. And every question that gets asked to you will be reverted to this specific talking point, mm-hmm. which was, Bob wanted to leave. Everything was fine. Now I'll go find a new manager that wants to be here. Mm. Let's put it on Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that's not cool. That, that's, no, it's, that's that's exactly what PR staffs are supposed to do: protect yeah. their employer. Right, and they did. So, so look, we we knew Bob Melvin didn't want to be here. We knew Bob Melvin didn't want to work for A.J. Preller. We knew that the relationship was completely toxic, no matter how much A.J. Preller tried to discredit the journalists who documented the story. We knew that was the case. And two weeks ago when they had their press conference and everybody said, well, he's the manager again. He's coming back. Everybody's coming back. I said, not until we see him in uniform on day one will I believe that Bob Melvin is the manager of the Padres going forward. Brown, did you uh, watch, listen, have, or are you like me? You're going to get natural reaction live on the air. Oh, you know what time of the season it is. You know what I was watching last night. I'm not worried about no press conference. That listen, the word, the worst this time of the year in baseball mean nothing to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, I know what you were doing last night. You you're getting a little Wemby in last night. I mean, Go Dallas Wem. and San Antonio um, to watch Victor Wembenyama for his first NBA game. I, I know I had to take a look at it. I did. Mm-hmm. I watched. I did. It was, I have a it was problem a, with his name. Which part? Victor? Like, we need a cool, you know, Kobe. Wimby. That's so lame. Like, why? why? Wimby. How is Wimby, Wimby lame? Wimby's great. It's so, short. It sounds like, he sounds like a nerd. Wimby. Wimby. Like, I don't know. Hey, like, man. LeBron, so unique. Kobe. Jordan. You know? It's and French. Get, right. It should be like Pierre. You know, like something cool. Yeah. No, Victor, we get freaking. I like I like Wemby. Victor. Hey man. Anyway, shout out to shout out to Prize Picks too. <laughs> by the way, last night, boy, Prize Picks had me all over the place. Shout out to YouTube and Prize Picks because YouTube got them full screens now. You can watch full games, mm-hmm. and Prize Pick got my money at the tip of their fingertips. So it, it was it was a good night last night, man. I was halfway drunk, right around tip off for Wimby because I was screaming at my TV. Halfway Chicago down. Bulls had a players only meeting after one game. Really? So that yeah, so that's, that's gone. So, so hey, that's dude, over with. Dude, so what was uh what was the prize picks over under or more or less last night on, on Wemby? So I see I got in on the on the little sneaky because prize picks will throw you a gift in here and there, like the Taco Tuesday thing. So last night they threw Wemby 
at 20 points, rebounds, assists. Oh, total? Total. So I snuck in on a total, nice little total last night. Because when he was getting them fouls, I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to reach the total. And this man came in in the fourth quarter and was like, I got you, JB. Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Rebound. Block. And I was like, we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> I was going crazy. This man is already like, obsessed with the league, and now he, and now now you've tied in his bank account to his obsession, Woo! dude. This oh, guy dude. is, dude. Once I gave him Prize Picks, I knew that Prize Picks would be like Mushroom Life. He would be on it, yeah, and he would never man. get off of it. Alex, yeah. can you put for everybody that's watching on YouTube? Can you put the Prize Picks uh, QR code on the screen? And for everybody that's listening on radio, PrizePicks.com/slash/GreatFriends, they'll match a hundred percent of your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. So if you put in 100, they'll put in 100. You put in 50, they put in 50 and down the line. But go to prizepicks.com slash great friends, put in 100 bucks. It's completely legal in California and do what now Browner and 7 million other people are doing, mm -hmm. which is playing this game. You can play it in game. You can play it while you're watching football. You can play it basketball, college sports. I'm telling you, man, it's whoever came up with prize picks. I got to know who these people are because to me, I, it's just a genius concept. I don't have enough courage to do halves. I'm still doing whole games. I don't have it in me to do halves. But these whole games, boy, these whole games, they got me locked in. They got me. Scotty Barnes, shout out to you. You scored. You got me in the winner's circle on the last basketball play uh, of the game. Mm -hmm. You were struggling, and then a turnover happened. You ran out. Boom. Last two. Whew, 15 points. I made it through with Scotty Barnes. Cha-ching. 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 Uh, nice price picks. picks also this morning. I'm gonna pull it up here in a second. Mm -hmm. This morning they were running. They dropped a the deal. Yeah, I didn't see it. Running, what was it? They were, well, I'm telling you, I'm pulling it up right now. They were doing uh for every thousand likes this tweet gets, we're gonna drop Damian Lillard's points by half. Ended up Ooh. getting seventeen thousand likes. So Ooh. now Damian Lillard's special tonight, which I think everybody should probably take advantage of. Oh, it's eighteen. Uh, eighteen and a half points for Damian Lillard tonight. Oh, nice. I'm we back. I'm, I'm we dropped that. from 27 to 18 and a half. I'm doing yeah. that. I'm Seven doing days of discounts. This is great. I'm done. I'm doing. I'm going right now. I'm telling you right now. I know this ain't the time for this, but I'm going to do it right now. I'm picking Damian Lillard. And then I'm also going points, rebounds, and assists for Giannis. This is easy for me. Oh, by the way, it's, uh, yeah. it's Browner because we do this on air. So whatever. Um, So now we have to make our NFL picks on Friday, right? So we'll all pick the games that we normally pick. Mm -hmm. But Browner. And Scott and me, we're going to come with our prize picks lock of the weekend. Mm -hmm. So each of us has to pick one pick for the weekend. There was like, this is a lock. This is going to hit. No specials, Browner. We want to make sure everybody gets it. So it's like. Oh, no specials. So like, let's say if it's Kirk Cousins over 235 passing yards, like all in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's not my pick. I don't even know what it is. So Browner, yeah. every Friday, come with your lock of the week for prize picks. Yeah. What Tyson Bajant's going to do. That's right. Um, let me tell you something. Little did I know when we were lucky enough to get into business with prize picks that it would be more than just reading a commercial. It would become fabric of the show. Really cool. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. All right. Oh. Now let me just jump into this AJ Preller stuff. Don't let me down, LeBron. Big game LeBron. tonight. LeBron I'm going with LeBron. KD. I'm going with LeBron points, rebounds, and assists. You know LeBron's points tonight are only 20 yeah. on prize picks. I better get in on that, definitely. I know I'm going over on that too. Um, all right, let me do this. Let me get into AJ Preller. You can put him back up on the screen here, Alex. 
So AJ Preller has his press conference yesterday. And as I said at the beginning of today's broadcast, I did not listen to it. I did not watch it. I wanted to get natural reaction on the air. I don't know what's coming. Alex said that he thinks the PR staff, shout out to the Padres PR staff, did a great job of preparing him. Yeah. And and having um sort a of message. Um, right. A, a company-wide sounding message. I haven't heard again. I'm just I'm I'm going off what you said that. We're going to put this on Bob Melvin. He's gone. So why not put it on him? I'm here. You know? right. I want to be here. Right. He's gone. He didn't want to be here. Everything was fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Right. Even though 80. even 82 and 80, we should <laughs> all celebrate. There should be a parade. There should be a parade for having an 82 and 80 season. That's right. And you know what? Um, the, the, the stories were out there. As Melvin said yesterday in his press conference, and we actually heard this, the story was already written. And as he called it, the narrative was going to be the same next season, which is you two guys can't get along. And therefore, because of that, you can't manage this club. So that was already written. It was already proven to be true. And Melvin knew that he was going to get caught up in the middle of it again next year. And he only had one year left on his deal. I'd like to go home, have a three-year contract, and I'll spend the next three seasons trying to bring my hometown San Francisco Giants a championship. Okay. Save me the embarrassment of, like, if we start slow again and and we have a losing record in May, save me the embarrassment of getting fired mid-season. Right. Like, let me just go get a, a blank slate, three-year deal. Oh, they also gave my president of baseball ops slash general manager slash best friend in the business a three-year deal. to. So now we're tied together because we actually align in our vision, because we work together in Oakland and now we're here in San Francisco where we actually have a budget and we have some like actual winning culture in this organization. So now it's me, it's Farhan, three years, let's ride. I, uh, by the way, that was very Russell Wilson of you. I would love it if there was a prize picks. Who will win more games next baseball season, the Giants or the Padres? I take the Giants right now all day. I don't even know who's going to be on what team. I take the Giants all day. Just well, for the fun of it. So the first question in the, well, I don't know if it was the first question. I'm going in order of the way I saw it and the way I yeah. thought was important. Mm -hmm. uh, so AJ, why did you let Bob leave if everything was so great? Mm. We got to the end of the season and we had a chance to, to, to talk there, you know, right after the season ended. And then, you know, really in the last couple of weeks, I've sat down with Bob since then. And, um, you know, I think really the way that the way the process worked too, I think Bob, after that first meeting, he, he expressed to me that, you know, hey, how would we handle if a team called and asked permission? And I, I explained to him, and you know, that uh, we'd, we'd kind of cross that bridge when it came. And then, um, you know, in the last few days when it was the Giants, I think he just explained that that was, you know, that was a job that, that at least he wanted to listen on. And, you know, I think for us, like, we felt like, you know, there, there clearly was a path forward, um, you know, that we, we, we have a good group and could have success. But, again, I think this gives us an opportunity to really start focusing on, on, on adding a math that uh you know from from our standpoint fits what we're trying to do fits our team and our clubhouse got to find a manager that, who yeah you hear that beginning mm -hmm. bob came up to me mm -hmm. and asked me hey mm -hmm. if the giants come calling what do we you want to do mm -hmm. and aj's like well if it happens let's let's worry about that when that day comes mm -hmm. like okay how about at the end well, now we have an opportunity to find a manager who kind of aligns with what we want oh. to do. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. a recurring theme 
in his answers as well. Yeah. We need to find a manager who is aligned with what I want to do. I ha I have what I want to do. And if you're going to manage my team, you have to do what I want to do. And by the way, I'm not suggesting to you that's even remotely unreasonable, believe it or not. I mean, I, I think AJ Preller should have been fired a long ass time ago, but that aside, I don't disagree with him because here's the thing. The reason Bob Melvin looks at the Giants is partly because it's hometown, but it's also, like you said, his best friend in baseball and the guy who he worked with in Oakland, they are aligned. Mm -hmm. That's why when AJ Preller hires um, his next manager, who he already knows who it is, and the Padres already know who it is, and they're just waiting a little bit until they actually make the announcement, it's somebody else who is aligned. Mm -hmm. The only difference is that in AJ's case, all of the managers that are aligned with his way of thinking are all a bunch of puppets. Can I, Not partners, uh, puppets. I'll, I'll get to that. This is the this is the part about Preller that I know you guys know I'm a fan that I don't like. I treat this the same as I do with offensive coordinators or coaches or offenses or defenses. You may have a system, but if you get a great player or a great manager, you should be able to put your system around that person if they're great. So the fact that you could have, let's say, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua in the same offense, you should be able to mold your offense around those dudes so it works with their skill set. Preller needs, at, at this point in time, being on this number of managers, it is clear that he is not willing to mold his, his philosophy around a manager's skill set. And that may be it. That that's the only problem that I have with it. Well, because here's why. Yeah. Because because he Preller wants a manager who's aligned with what he wants to do because he thinks he knows baseball. Now he may know scouting and he may know player development. Um, and he may have relationships in, you know, international cities where baseball players are grown. But the one thing that he is missing from his tool chest is understanding human dynamics, team chemistry, and yeah. things like that. Well, that's also the argument that people on Preller's side are going to say about Bob Melvin. Like, he wasn't equipped to handle those egos. He's not equipped to manage such an expensive roster. Correct. Whereas you could argue is, who in baseball is? Who in baseball has the dynamic that the Padres have where it's so top-heavy, where you got four dudes potentially Soto may all of them making 30 million a year. You got all these high price, like where else in baseball has that? Dave like, Roberts. No, you no, got he two doesn't dudes have that. There. He you got two that. guys there. Who was managing the, the Mets last year? He got um, fired this Buck off. Buck Showalter. Yeah. Buck and they Walter. don't have, and they also don't have that many $30 million a year guys. And who's managing them all the Yankees? Out. I know the Yankees <laughs> got two. Yeah. Well, and Aaron Boone. Yeah, and the people are saying the same thing about Brian Cashman. He's been there too long. He's not mm -hmm. winning. So, anyways, uh, so you let I just Bob think leave. that. Yeah, I just I just think that's um, already I can hear what you've described, which yeah. is we have a company line and we're going to play it. We need a manager yeah. who is aligned with our way of thinking. Yeah. Our way of thinking is my way of thinking. Oh, and by the way, just as a Correct. complete side note. One of the reasons that um, I do believe that AJ Preller still is in control of the team is because I don't know this, like I don't have it on perfect authority, but I have it on what I would call really, really good authority. Like Peter Seidler's something's up with him and his health again. 
And I mean, you know, when you've battled and beaten cancer twice um, and, and people start to talk about, you know, your health, I, I don't know that Peter, this is just kind of putting two and two together from something I heard recently. I don't know that Peter's as daily involved as he might normally have been. Yeah. So and Preller even said it uh, without official, like if I remember correctly, he's like, Peter has entrusted me with the yes. baseball side. Well, that's and Peter has trusted Eric with the business side. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of the issue here is that nobody's moving anywhere while Peter is now kind of stepping away to deal with his, his yeah. own personal that's health why there's issues. Now this, you're hearing a lot more of the Siler, Sidler equity group being a little bit more involved as well. So yeah. also I've heard rumblings. I don't know if you've heard the same rumbling, Scott. Bob Melvin was a Sidler thing. It wasn't really a Preller thing. You know, Sidler, uh, you know, there, I don't know if there was a big, um, want from Preller to fire Jace Tingler in the first place. And it was almost like he was being told you need to go get an experienced manager. Oh, oh, I, I thought you were saying that getting rid of Melvin no, was a side of uh, getting him, him in the in. first place. Okay. Gotcha. Bring him in the first place. But that also doesn't really make too much sense to me because he wasn't available. So who Correct. made the call mm -hmm. anyways? So, um, we should probably wait because this next one's a little bit longer. Okay. But the next question will be, okay, well, you let Bob leave. So why didn't it work with Bob Melvin? You're saying everything was good with mm -hmm. your relationship. Mm -hmm. So why did it not work with Bob Melvin? That'll be the yeah. next. Thing. I am curious to know this. Um, for those that were asking the questions, do AC and Dennis Lynn, are they the ones kind of pushing this press conference along? And I'm only asking for this reason. Yeah. Because AJ, in a, in what I consider to be an incredibly unprofessional move and you know i'm probably considered biased by now that that yeah, i don't i no. you know but that's uh, fine and, and what fair. i thought what i thought was a completely unprofessional move i mean bush league nonsense immature and totally unprofessional this attempt to discredit the journalists who exposed the issues so if i were ac and i were dennis lynn the two guys who wrote these exposés that explained the the dynamics between Melvin and and Preller and how it just wasn't working and here's why. And most of it was put on Preller. Like he's got spies, he's got moles, he hired people from outside of baseball that don't know what they're doing. He's trying to be innovative, but it hasn't really worked, et cetera. If I were those two I, guys and he tried yeah. to discredit the work that they did, I'd be all up in his ass. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but no. And but the the questions <laughs> do tiptoe around it, you know, so he does get asked about, hey, you have an incredibly high manager turnover rate. Uh, reports are you want a yes man. Um, you know, why your relationship with Bob sucked. Tell us about it. So yeah. those three those three clips I have. Okay. Well, hey, listen, we're just getting going. It is Thursday afternoon. It's Kaplan and Crew. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, and we are all going to hear it together. Let's hear AJ Preller squirm next. Hey, great friends. Looking forward to jumping into this one. I said it at the end of last segment. Let's hear AJ Preller squirm. We've got the press conference from yesterday. We've got it broken down into different clips. Alex is going to play them for, him, for us, and then we're all going to respond. So everybody who missed it, didn't hear it, maybe hasn't heard it in long form, we're going to have all this Preller stuff coming up for you in just a matter of seconds. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Quick uh, update. And for everybody that's watching on TV and everybody that's watching on YouTube, I'm going to put up this QR code for Seven Mile Casino. You can just use your phone 
and it'll take you right to the website and everything you want to know about seven mile casino is there. But I want to tell you guys this Rondé Brown, man, this morning, I sent an email to all of our people at seven mile casino. And I okay. said, Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that on Sunday, November 5th, we're coming in and we're doing a great friends takeover. And I said, it's not a station promotion. It's not, we're not putting on a comedy show. We're not, um, selling dinners. You know what I mean? Like we're literally organically just coming down to seven mile casino because Miss Molly, one of the leaders of the Chatlins said, let's have a birthday party for Joe Rigby. Another one of the all time greatest of great friends. And the next thing you know, everybody's like, yeah, let's do it. Seven mile casino kickoff of the first round of games is at 10 AM. I'm getting down there early. Then we're just going to sit there and eat. The greatest brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine readers. We're going to drink browner, maybe a little uh, espresso martini early on a Sunday morning, perhaps. Facts, facts. For reals. Facts. And, and we're not like saying, hey, let's do free play match or let's do none of that stuff. We're, we're just going to hang out at the bar and sit in the restaurant and go to the tables and play. And it all happened organically through our live YouTube chat. So we'll see you guys down there on Sunday, November 5th. And I told them, hey, um, we're probably looking at at least 50 people coming by, but be prepared because we might turn into 200, 300. I don't know how it's going to go. So, Brown, you down? Yeah, I'm in there, man. I'm in there 100%. Yeah. Um, I know that this is a birthday party for Joe Rigby, mm -hmm. but Scott, there will be a nice surprise for you on that day, I'm told. Uh, November 5th, a nice surprise for me. What kind of surprise for me? Can't say. I oh, swore really? to secrecy from who you didn't see it in the chat. Then you didn't see it in the chat. I didn't see it in the chat. Who who's, who's got a surprise for me. You'll see. Who is it? Christian Hogan. You shall see my friend. Is it Tommy, Tommy. I think every chatlin is going to surprise you with what happens on Sunday. No way. You're kidding me. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Sorry. Oh, straight up, straight up Holmes. All right. All right. Yeah. I uh, will see you guys down there at seven mile casino on November 5th. I'm really stoked. And I want to thank everybody who put this together. You guys took uh you kind of took a little bit, you know, off my plate. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I was trying to do something at Seven Mile Casino anyway. You, you kind of did it up for us. So, I gotta say, Miss Molly should become the new promotion manager of the show. New? Uh, first, the first inaugural. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the new? Yeah. Right. We got a new one. Got, this is Miss Molly. She's yeah. new to the team. We also, had to let go uh, of our previous. Yeah. 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 All right, let me uh, let's jump right into it. Here goes Brown. Right. You ready? You and me, man. We haven't seen it. We haven't heard it. Alex put it all together for us. Let's all hear AJ Preller. Alex, where will we start? So in the last segment, if you were, if you missed it, uh, AJ was asked, you know, why did you let Bob leave if everything was working so great? Yeah. Uh, so then he answered it. You know, Bob didn't really want to be here. Bob wanted to go to San Francisco. You know, now I get to find a manager that aligns with what I want. Mm -hmm. So he was asked, okay, so what didn't work with Bob? Because if it was working so well. Why would he want to leave? And why would you let him leave? Especially to a division. Um, I do know if we're like talking to Bob, like I, I know it was definitely, it was, you know, it was different, you know, like, like from Oakland, I think he got used to the situation there in Oakland and, you know, coming here and, and just different roster, you know, players with some, some, you know, from, from a, from a contract situation was different. I think he talked about it today. Like, you know, obviously, you know, we've got, I think, I think with Oakland, a smaller shop, I think some of those things, um, you know, you kind of look back on and, and from my own standpoint, did I make it easier? You know, how can I do it a little bit different to make sure that the manager feels comfortable? And, you know, again, like 
there's, you know, we've got different departments here that contribute to winning um, and making sure that everybody's on the same page and communicating. That's probably my biggest job. And, you know, I think as we go forward to the next manager, we've got to make sure we have somebody that, you know, that uh, like from that standpoint, wanting the best information, wanting to use our resources as an organization and myself kind of over the top trying to coordinate it all. I think that's something I've got to you know, really focus on to make sure we nail that. And we did at different points in the last couple of years. But, you know, I think as Bob alluded to here, um, you know, I think he felt it was a little better fit. And I think we've got to find, uh, find a manager that, that fits our, our group and our organization right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I find that very fascinating when he's mm. talking about the, the resources that he has, uh, that AJ has, that it's a smaller shop here than it is in Oakland. That's a very, I wouldn't say, I guess underreported is probably the right term. The the resources when it comes to analytics in San Diego are vastly minimal compared to other organizations, as in Oakland, Los Angeles, and now where Bob's going in San Francisco. Um, why would really that be? Why why would that be? Why why would you have a general manager who's considered an analytical boy wonder, and then spend all this money on high end players, but not spend as much or provide as many resources? as the Dodgers, the Giants, or on the flip side of the financial equation, the Oakland A's. Why, why would that possibly yeah. be? If Peter Seidler so believes in A.J. Preller, why would you not make him as armed and dangerous as possible? That that doesn't even sound right to me. We have a smaller shop? I, I got to be honest with you, Alex. I kind of felt like I heard him. I thought what he was saying was that that they have a smaller shop, as in like, hey, up in Oakland, they're kind of really, really small. And right. so they're so they're all kind of talking to each other and it's a tight-knit group. And here we have a lot of different departments that that contribute to winning. And so, and by the way, I'm like, those guys should all be fired too, because they're doing a crap job. Um, talking about dog. The you don't like softball coaches from New Zealand telling on, you what man. to do, Come bro. On, man, with that, man. Stop hating Come on, on man. man. Sometimes you gotta look under sometimes you gotta look under every rock to find the best people for the job, dog. Sometimes you gotta look at the softball guy that underhand thing can be vicious. You don't know. Look, man. Um, and I'm, by the way, I'm not saying the A's are like that now, mm -hmm. but when Bob was in Oakland mm -hmm. under the whole money ball system, they were very analytically driven. Now okay. the owner has been trying to get them to Vegas and he's basically spending nothing mm -hmm. in the last few years because he doesn't want to be in Oakland. So that's not what I'm saying now. I'm saying when Bob was there, because he was mm -hmm. there for so long, yeah, that's what they did. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, again, I think I hear what AJ Preller is ultimately saying, which is I have to find a manager who does what I tell him to do because I'm the smartest guy here and Peter has entrusted me. And it's no different than if you're Mike McCarthy and you're the head coach of the Cowboys. Hey, I don't want Kellen Moore calling plays. I'm going to get my ass fired here. If I'm going to get fired, at least let me go down my way calling my plays. If you're A.J. Preller and you say, well, uh, Peter has entrusted baseball to me, me, Th that's who's making the decisions. I think that's also something that we never really talk about as well with is because he doesn't, his personality is not like this egocentric thing, but AJ Preller has got a massive ego. Like there's no way around that. Like it's my way. I'm the president. I'm the GM. I get the talent. I make the trades. I am the king of scouting. I am like the voice and everyone listens to me and that's it. There's no negotiation. I've, I've never met a person 
in any type of power relate in any type of power position that did not have an ego. The manager at McDonald's has an ego. The manager for your your major league baseball team has an ego. The fifteenth guy on the NBA roster has an ego. All people in sports uh, positions have egos because it's such an ego driven job. You have to beat someone to get the job, and egoless people don't do that. So you have to be driven by something to get one of these positions, unless you're one of these people who are just hands down to you in the family. Yeah, but, but other than is, that, but is but isn't like can't you have an ego and at the same time be a collaborative personality? No, because at the end of the day, your no. your <laughs> your <laughs> ego <laughs> your ego is the is the thing that created the formula. You well, created what the formula? formula out of your own right. person out of your right. own that's literally and like, your own literally, vision and direction. That yeah. comes out of your ego. Literally, what I'm saying is that because he's not a collaborative personality and his ego created this formula. That is what Padre fans are upset about is his ego and the formula that he has created. People do not like it here. Well, they don't believe in it because it hasn't really succeeded. So go ahead. What else sure. can we hear from? So Miller? obviously, back uh, obviously back to back winning. Seasons. Yeah, but you just lost the man. You just lost the manager that got you there. So um, your relationship with Bob Melvin clearly was was fractured, right? It was mm -hmm. reported. So tell us about your relationship with Bob. Like, do you deny the reports? But I don't. It wasn't like you know the last two months were strained, and you know I think I think overall again there were some adjustments that Bob had to make coming from Oakland. Um, you know there there were there were adjustments that uh, that I had to make. You know with a new manager, and you know I didn't feel like hey it was it was more strained at the end than it was a couple of years ago or anything like that. I think these were just you know as we went through the uh, the process the last two years, like any relationship, there were things you liked, there were things that you know we felt we could have done better. Um, you know, it wasn't my guy. Yeah. Andy Green was my guy. Jace Tingler was my guy. Um, the next manager, whoever it's going to wind up being Schilt or the other guy, Flaherty. Um, is that their names? Right. Yeah, um, Ryan those Flaherty are my guys. Mike Schilt. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my guys. Bob Melvin wasn't my guy. Bob Melvin, um, may have checked the box of experienced manager, but if Peter kind of pushed that on me, I didn't like it from the beginning. So I don't think our relationship was more strained at the end. We hated each other from the beginning. There was no relationship between them. That's like that, that. They didn't know each other. They just like, there was respect for what Bob had accomplished in Oakland. And there was this, I think over, over AJ telling him, you need, you can't bring in another first time, no name guy. Like you, you can't, you have to go bring an experienced manager now. And I think that's, you probably didn't want to in the first mm -hmm. place. Now, it, now you, you, we have hindsight, right? He didn't. So we do. And it's very clear that that's what happened. He was told you have to have a veteran manager, regardless if you know him or not. And he got one. So if you're telling me this, then this manager came from someone else and it was forced upon him. If, if that's if that's what this conversation is now, then you guys would probably get your wish if this manager fails and he'll be gone. No, that's, that's, I mean, in theory, that's, that's kind of how those things, that's kind of <laughs> you know, how those things work. You know what they though, go Brown? I you thought that would what? be the case after Tingler, to be honest with you, but, but it but, wasn't. So but you want to know what though? I think but honestly, if he told to, if he was told to get rid of Tingler yeah, to get him, yeah, then then yeah. No. But I but I'll tell you this. Um, and again, I, I hope that Peter Seidler is well. I hope he lives a long, happy life and healthy. But I'm very worried that as a as somebody who's survived cancer twice and now has been kind of I mean, nobody's talking about it. Where where Peter's not as involved right now because he's dealing with a health issue. That's kind of what we've all been told. 
Yeah. That's that's I sort of Preller the, used the word recovery. Right. Okay. So that's the company line. He, he's in recovery, whatever that may be. Point being, without Peter's leadership, without like one guy sitting at the top of the org chart, um, you know, they have pretty much said, "You handle AJ's, baseball, AJ ship, and you handle business, and I'll be back when I'm back. But for now, you're my two entrusted generals, so do right. your jobs." And right. so no one's going to get rid of a president of baseball operations when the owner is dealing with some sort of recovery. All right. What, what are we going to yeah. hear next? Well, I do want to say something with Browner. What yeah. he said, Browner, the best path forward, like the decisions have been made. AJ's Correct. here. Bob is gone. Those are the Correct. decisions. The best path forward is to find a guy that AJ wants. Yes. Whoever it is, whoever it is, yeah. honestly, honestly, because that way there's no, excuse no ex right. yeah. one way or right. the other yeah like, yep. it's like yep. aj okay fine fine this is your fifth manager technically probably like the third one you actually wanted right right like so go hire that guy honestly i don't care i genuinely don't care who the hell it is i don't because it's gonna be aj's guy and that's the way it has to be that's the way it should be because that's the decisions that this ownership has made Just right and that. then and then right and then so now this is your now. This is your next Andy Green. Your next. Your next Jace Tingler. It, it could be Schilt, who has three plus years as a manager with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, so that kind of checks your box that he's got some experience. He's been working for you here for a few years. So if he's your guy, then just go ahead and hire him. And mm -hmm. then, by the way, if it doesn't work out with him because he can't manage this clubhouse, because you said Bob really couldn't, so now you need a guy who can. Right. And you said you needed somebody who was aligned with your way of thinking. That's this guy. Right. He's got the experience. The, 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 it's not like the players will look at him and go, well, this guy's never managed before. Like, okay. He right. had a couple of good years in, in St. Louis. Right. And when Bob was hired, I'll defend Bob a second, I guess. Like he had Manny and Tatis. He didn't have Bogarts. He didn't have Soto. You know, like the, Correct. He, he was given those guys. So now the next guy coming in already knows who's here. Mm -hmm, so he right. knows what he's getting into, whereas Bob was basically told, like, hey, we're getting all these guys, but but the figure next it out. Guy, but the next guy in is going to be looking at a roster that is not going to have Blake Snell, in all likelihood, is not going to have Josh Hader, for sure, is probably going to lose Juan Soto very soon, I'm I'm guessing. Well, and so not saying. only will you have not only will you have less talent, you'll probably reduce the payroll by I think the reported number is $50 million. 50. So here's here. The new manager is going to be walking into a lesser than roster, at least just roster. And, and now that manager will have to do what Dave Roberts did all year. And it only worked during the regular season, which is you got to find a way to not just be superstar reliant. If you lose Juan Soto before the season starts, I don't think you'll lose Blake Snell. Oh, I, I don't think they're going to be spending right now. That's just a calculate. That's just a calculation I'm making. If you, mm, if that's you a lose time, Juan man. Soto, but it, it's time. It's time dependent, 100. Yeah. But if you lose Blake Snell, I, if you lose Juan Soto, I think you'll keep Blake Snell. And if you lose Juan Soto, the idea that now getting whatever you get back for him will increase the roster because you're going to take somebody who's MLB ready. Because I saw a trade package that had Anthony Rizzo in it. Yeah. Now I, I would love that. I would love that, but. You, you're going to get stuff for Juan Soto that can contribute on a level that we were asking, where are these guys on this you, roster? Dude, I, don't I mean, even Anthony get me started Rizzo. on trading 
a 25 year old in his prime i don't think you like, should do it for, well they're gonna I, do it because, because well, but that's Browner, a whole that's like saying like this 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 roster talk can fill up a whole show because well, yeah to go into a season and you're gonna lose blake snell josh Hader, and juan soto and we're just gonna like be happy about that that's a whole team that's a whole that's a whole team and some that's a whole team in places but it's it's so about peter seidler because peter not being around nobody's making decisions to give somebody a 10-year, $300 million contract. That's number one. And number two, here's the other thing. You know, the the Padres, people want to know, like, where did this money just come from? Where do you think it came from? You, you think that they just went out in the backyard and they pulled it off the tree? You borrow money like this. So now you're borrowing money and you have debt on the money that you've borrowed. Trust me when I tell you, um, the likelihood of another mega contract coming I give it less than 20%. And that's for Blake Snell or Juan Soto. I don't less think than it'll 20%. Be, it, it, it will not. I don't think it'll be Juan Soto. I don't, because I wouldn't say make I wouldn't say Blake Snell would be a mega contract. And if, and if Siler knew he was having some health issues before he, behold, before he went on leave, I'm sure that they discussed some plans of for this while I'm gone. Yeah, here are the plans. Guy, don't, don't go spend. over this. Don't Here go over this amount. Don't go over this amount yeah. for these players. Business has to occur. If you think a left-handed thirty-year-old two-time Cy Young winner is not going to get a mega contract, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Yeah, dude, he's <laughs> he's looking at a twenty-five to thirty million dollar a year contract. Yeah. And all I'm yeah. trying to say to you is, is that the money was borrowed and there's debt. And so to to think that they're just going to keep on spending these these mega contracts, they're not, I'm telling you right now. Here's my opinion. This is my my prediction. Soto won't be on the team at the beginning of the year. Snell won't be on the team at the beginning of the year, and Hader, I think we all know, is gone. And yeah. moreover, I'm gonna I'll make another prediction, which is they will not add a significant contract. They may add a significant player, uh, an MLB player, currently um, as part of a Soto trade. But man, Anthony Rizzo, we got him from the beginning of his career, and now we're gonna get him at the end of his career. Yeah, it's that's what that's what this general manager does. He has these guys, he lets them leave, and then he wants them back when he become when they become good. All right, what else? Turn. What what else can we listen to? Uh, this is kind of a long one too, but uh, hey, you you manager number five. And if we use Browner's math, manager number eight. Mm -hmm. Why, dude? That's a lot. I think like looking at it again, like you know, I, I kind of like focus as far as you know with uh, you know with with Mandy and and now Jason Bob. No, I mean again, I think that the idea is you want you want somebody that's here for for a long time, and you want to. Uh, you want to find talented people that are here for a long time. But again, it's, it's like anything. It's like, you know, you look at any kind of partnership, you know, it takes two. I think what, you know, again, like I'll, I'll constantly look back and say, hey, how can we do this different? And what does it look like? Because you want to hire a really talented person and hopefully they're here for, uh, you know, for a decade. Uh, but sometimes they, again, like things come up, they're different rosters, different situations, maybe different opportunities that people are, are excited about. We've had other people leave the organization because, you know, they want to, you know, they want to go to a, to a, they want a, a new opportunity. They want a different challenge. They want to be closer to home. Um, but I think from my standpoint, it's like, look, we, 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 you know, we want to make sure we have an environment that, you know, the employees feel good about working in and, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, putting a, putting a situation together on this next hire where hopefully we look up and this is something that's here for a decade. That's the goal. Oh my God. He's so annoying. He's I got so one more utterly annoyed on the other side too, because he was asked straight up, like, "Hey, you want a yes man, right?" Yeah, he's like, so. You annoying. want a guy that just says you what you want to do, dude? Can't you just answer the freaking question without all of the "I'm going to talk around this" nonsense? 
We've had other people leave the organization because they want new opportunities. They want new challenges. We need an environment where our employees, dude, it's a baseball manager. Look, if you didn't like him and you didn't think he was doing a good job and he leaves you voluntarily, essentially, you now have an opportunity to say to your whole squad, your whole organization, this is an opportunity to upgrade. It's easy. What, why do you, oh my God, he is like the perfect guy to go to sleep to every night. He would just bore you to sleep. Stick around. Oh, more of him next. Hey guys, a uh, quick time out here. I want to talk about a few of our great sponsors. First, Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. I sent an email this morning to our partners at Seven Mile Casino and I said, hey guys, look, I just wanted to let you know that on Sunday, November 5th, we're coming down there to watch football. It's not a station promotion. It's not a show promotion. There's no comedy show. There's no buying tickets. There's no pre-ordering meals. It's not like that. It's organic. It's us hanging out. Sunday, November 5th, we're watching football at Seven Mile Casino. It was organized by Miss Molly to honor Joe Rigby for his birthday. I told them we're going to have probably 50 people down there. I said, but be prepared because it could be a lot more. We're taking the place over. So get down there on Sunday, November 5th, Seven Mile Casino. I will meet you there. Hey, that QR code helps a lot. Let's keep them rolling. How about our friends at Mushroom Life? Mushroomlife.com slash great friends, L-Y-F-E. If you take pills for sleeping and then you wake up in this fog, why don't you try the sleep formula from Mushroom Life? Browner reports that it puts him to sleep and he doesn't wake up with any sort of a like a, a pill form fog, a pharmaceutical fog. So try it out, whether it's for sex drive, whether it's for focus, um, whether it's for sustained energy, uh, it, you know, for for your immune system. All of these products, mushroomlife.com slash great friends, and you save 50%. And today, Brett Weiss is actually coming on at the latter part of the show with another ridiculous offer. So stay tuned because um, for those of you that are interested, you'll want to wait and hear what he has to say in the uncensored portion of today's show. Hey, big shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. Coop, a freaking loop. It's the kind of slow time right now in the real estate industry that if you have questions and you want to talk things out, call him 858-376-1299. Use the QR code and it'll take you right to his website. There, it, Look, hard to find a house right now if you're trying to buy. Prices are high. Interest rates are high. Inventory is low. But deals are out there and there's creative ways to finance them. So talk to Gary, 858-376-1299. And hey, how about our friends at Tory Holistics and California Holistics? If you use cannabis... For a variety of things, you like recreational, you uh, have anxiety, you find that cannabis helps you sleep. For whatever you use cannabis for, use our promo code AMAZING. You save 20% at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. And of course, you can click on the QR code. You can have it delivered and you can use the, uh, the, the, um, the promo code right there online. You'll save your 20%. So Tory Holistics up north, California Holistics down south. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And uh, we appreciate all the great friends that go there and support. All right, let's get back to it. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Today is Thursday. It's October 26th. And we have been spending most of our time today here in the Seven Mile Casino Studios focusing on AJ Preller's press conference yesterday, which I got to tell you, man, the more and more I listen and the more and more I watch I am so annoyed. Um, what I mean by that is <laughs> this constant attempt 
to tiptoe around answers. There's nothing wrong with just being an ounce forthright and transparent and authentic and likable. It's just so annoying to sit there and listen to them time and time again, just tiptoe around so I can talk and words can come out of my mouth and I'm not really saying anything. And then on top of it all, to be on Zoom, to not let there be however many reporters are going to show up. How many? Well, what is this? New York? LA? Come on. Who's going to show up? AC? Dennis Lynn? Party with Marty? And Bernie. Like, uh, who? Bernie uh, and, and bro. Hey, and Bernie Wilson. Right. From the if it wasn't for Bernie, I don't know if questions would ever be asked. I mean, yeah. And, and listen, most of those guys got no courage anyway, because they don't want to have their credentials revoked or be told that they'll never get another scoop. And listen, it's probably bad enough for Dennis and for, for AC after writing that expose last year, who knows how they might be ostracized by the Padre organization. How dare you write that stuff about our general manager point is um, he's annoying. Uh, he's not likable and he's unsuccessful. And yet he is still in total control of this baseball team. There you have it. There you have it. All right. Let's well, uh, one final one. All right, uh, one AJ, more. Mm-hmm. you know, so you want a yes, man. You know, I think the attention really just goes to, you know, getting the right manager, getting somebody in here that, you know, is going to be able to, to work with the players. And I think the shared vision is an important thing. You know, I think that's something we got to make sure. And that doesn't mean like, Hey, somebody that's just, uh, I've seen it written in the past, you know, a yes man or something that, you know, we, we don't do that in any part of the organization. Like all of our conversations start with speak your opinion, you know, say what you feel. And I think we get pissed in meetings is when, you know, you don't say what you feel and then you walk out the room and maybe say something different. So we try to encourage that throughout and every, every conversation we have. And I think we're looking for people that want to come in and bring ideas. And then when we agree, we, we, we go out and agree and, and, and go forward and test it out and see how things work. So I think we're excited to have somebody that, you know, that has that shared vision, that's willing to kind of disagree and then commit. And ultimately, um, you know, somebody that kind of that kind of views winning in the same way that a lot of people in this organization do, because we've got a lot of really good people in the department. Mm. How do you how do you look what's, at winning? What's wrong just, with that answer? Can somebody tell what's wrong with that answer? I, here's here's what I and I have to go back and listen to it one more time. But he he makes mention of how, like, when you have a meeting and you disagree like have enough courage to disagree. Um, don't leave the meeting and then go whisper to everybody. Well, I don't agree with that. Correct. You know? Yeah. Be, but you can't disagree. He says you can, but his actions tell us he, you can't. What? I mean, there's so, words versus actions. That's all. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying uh-oh. that. Go ahead. Well, I mean, look, you, you, you fired buddy black. He was the manager you inherited. Okay. You then hired Andy Green and Andy Green was a first time manager and he was supposed to be another boy wonder baseball guy. Well, he defended that that hire, by the way. Um, Andy Green came in into a rebuild. So it wasn't necessarily about wins and losses for Andy Green because that wasn't the expectations in those, in those years, something mm-hmm. like that. I, I hate it when people say stuff like that, then you shouldn't have fired him. Well, don't, and then, don't tell me you fired him because of this record. Well, that, you know, you know why, you know why they fired him? They fired him because he had the guts to disagree. And then, so, and then, and then what they did was then they, then they hired Jace Tingler and that didn't really go anywhere. And then they fired him because they were like, wait a second, we have a completely immature, uh, not ready for prime time kind of manager with this sort of expenditure. So now let's go get the next guy. By the way, like Andy Green 
I just read, I'm pretty sure he's going to be like the new Cleveland manager. So, cause he, he was actually like a baseball dude, like, like a dude that maybe he got the job too soon, but he's been the, the Cubs bench coach. Like Andy Green's a, like a real baseball manager. He's been around that. But like you said, Scott, like literally I bring it up because what you said, he started voicing his opinion and they're yeah. like, well, it's time for you to get out of here. Right. So what I'm getting at Brown is this, is that while he says the right thing, Hey, we want people to disagree. We want, and then when we agree, we'll go make those things happen. But don't you hear that? Like, you, we know you can't disagree with him. It's his word, and that's it. That's why he's got all these yes men, not just a manager. He's got all these spies and all these moles around the organization that are making people feel like like the boss is over, you know, looking over my shoulder at all times. And then if you disagree, you get pushed out the door. But, but if I agree with your idea i will make that happen for you but i have to agree with it there so disagreeing with him is a recipe for getting fired okay so at any person who's listening to this if you are the boss where you work if you're the owner where you work if you give out a a a uh, job to someone you expect the job to be done in the in, in, in an efficient time and in a way that you find to be decent enough that you thumb up the results of the person who you gave the, the job to. I don't understand why, if this guy's the boss, this guy's in charge, mm -hmm. and he tells you, hey, this is what I want done. Mm -hmm. You come back to him and say, all right, but X, Y, Z. And he goes, okay, okay, but do it this way. That's what you got to go do. Like, that ain't no different. It ain't no different than anything else. It, it, anybody no, else is. who collects a check. It is totally different. I'll, I'll give How? you. I'll take. I will explain. Please. I will explain. I will explain. So they go to Bob Melvin, and they go to hire him. He's got a job, and Bob Melvin goes, "Well, here's what I do, and yeah, that's what we need." Okay. Well, for that money, for that roster, for that opportunity, versus what I'm currently dealing with here, yeah, I'll take the job. And then when you get the job, you say, wait a second, I am bringing all this experience to you. I'm not some entry level kid that you tell me what to do. And like a robot, I go do it. I'm going to, I'm a, I'm more experienced than you are. That's why you got me. Let me ask. Oh, that's awesome. Now let me, let me, let me volley back to you. Good sir. Mm. Have you ever been hired to host a radio show where the people who hired you after hiring you worked with you for a little bit and then changed the tone on what they asked you to do. Uh, yeah. Because once you start working with someone, mm -hmm. you realize there are things you don't like about them. And then you realize there are things that you do like about them. Mm -hmm. And so from the outside looking in, we're going to hire you from that station because this is what we know from the outside. And we think that works here. And mm -hmm. then you get that here. Mm -hmm. And then you realize all of this. I don't like, right. I don't like, let's get rid of those parts. Mm -hmm. But the person who has those parts doesn't want to get rid of those parts. And that's where, and that's where you get. Okay. Right. I'm and then, the and so then, right. So and, you do what I asked you to do. Right. And, and so, and you hired me to do something that I expected to do. And now you're changing the rules on me. So guess what? Chances are, it's not going to last. And in the equation that you've just built, I've been in that situation and I got fired. I, and, and Bob Melvin, Got fired. Yeah, I mean, essentially got fired because he he brought his talents and his talents weren't valued. 
Right. And now we don't have to worry about this conversation anymore because Bob's gone and AJ's <laughs> going to bring a guy that will not disagree with him and will do what Brown is telling him to do, which is shut up. This is what you go do. And I'm yeah. going to go do it. Right. Correct. That's it. right. That's right. And, and by the way, which is why I said, why does AJ not just put on a uniform? Because now, now that's the million dollar question. I mean, seriously, <laughs> probably because he would look like a jerk in a uniform because he looks like such a nerd. A lot of baseball not, managers you know? look like a jerk. I mean, it's yeah. pretty ridiculous that they have to wear a uniform. Yes, but anyway, but, side but, note. He, but, but, <laughs> but Bruce Bochy looks like a guy who's a baseball man. You mentioned Andy walk. Green, even Andy <laughs> right. Green, even Andy Green looked like a, Dave Roberts, even though Dave's short. I mean, these are these guys look like baseball men in, in baseball uniforms, and you know, listen, nerdy little preller. Is not going to put on that uniform, but that's but he is in total control of everything that goes on. Who pitches for how long? When they come out, what's available next? Who they should use? What the lineup should look like? He is in control of all of it. And if you're right. the manager and you don't like that, then it's not going to work. The next guy who he hires will be no different, even though he may be a bit more experienced. He will be no different than Andy Green or Jace Tingler. Even if they hire Schilt, who's got three-plus years of managing with the St. Louis Cardinals, the only difference between Schilt and Andy Green and Tingler is his three-and-a-half years of experience, period. That's it. But, again, this just goes back. It goes to my point. When you hire somebody to do something, like you're the boss. And so if you come in here working for me, if you're Schilt or whoever it is, it's whoever this other person is, you know now, that you know what you're getting into. The guy now has shown you a track record of who he is and how he operates, regardless of how much experience you have up here or down here. This is how I want it so done. Do you think, Browner, me? That Bob, yeah, that Bob Melvin didn't listen to A.J. Peller last year? Or do you think, think that he did listen to A.J. Peller last year? I think he did not. I think he did not. So, I think he I think he had too many objections. Right. But they got a winning season, so what was the problem? That's a great question. Mate may, now. To, now to your credit, maybe because he didn't listen to him, they were probably better. Maybe and, and that's probably what got under AJ's skin. This guy's ignoring me and then we're also winning while he's ignoring me. I I'm I would, sure. I'm not in. I'm, I'm not, not sure. in that building. I'm not no. in that building. It's because I, I think like the the million dollar question is. Let's just say like, why didn't the Padres make the postseason? Right. It's like the most fully loaded question of all time when it comes to the 2023 Padres. Why didn't they make the postseason? What was the number one issue of why they didn't make the postseason? Was it on the field issues? Because yeah, they were terrible at times. Was it? clubhouse uh dysfunction which clearly think, there was plenty. i think that's why i think was it why. overbearing organizational management which clearly was a problem or was it simply the manager didn't know how to manage us you know like so it's like i don't think there was one issue and i don't personally i don't think losing bob melvin makes you better or worse to right be i agree right I, I agree i don't i don't think i don't think it makes you better and by the way whoever they hire as a manager it doesn't make you better and and whoever they hire as manager doesn't really make you worse either oh okay whoa 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 i can't i can't let y'all say that i can't Why? let y'all say that Why? because if they because if they had hired bruce bochi mm -hmm. y'all would feel differently yes or no no it depends, depends. on what happens it, it, it's right. a yes or no it's a no no, it, it, well, wait a second. We have two years about right data. now or two years ago? 
You pick. Well, I'm not really clear on what you're saying because to I'm me, okay. so, so, what are you asking? Okay, so let me uh, let me let me try to explain this a little bit better. You guys are saying whoever the next manager is, it mm-hmm. won't matter. Correct? Right. I don't. I don't. I think they're not better with whoever it is, and they're not worse with whoever it is. It's just hiring a babysitter. So, to you, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who they hire. There will be no change in result. Yes. Um. Be well because here's why though. Because whoever they hire is just yet another AJ puppet. And they won't hire a manager who we thought Bob Melvin was going to be, which is he has his own way of managing and they're going to get out of his way. So because they're not going to hire a manager and go, hey, hands off, they're going to hire a manager that they go, do what we tell you to do. I agree. I I do think that the results will be the same. I'm going to answer Coward's way out. I don't know. Because to me, my expectation for the season is this. If you hire Mike Schilt, great. If you hire Ozzy Guillen, great. If you hire Benji Gill, great. If you somehow pry Bruce Bochy, great. Awesome. Prove it on the field. I just genuinely don't have expectation for the team. Because why would I? Like Because it's AJ's team. He just told us for 35 minutes yesterday, it's my team. I need to find a manager that aligns with the way I think. Because when he says organization... He is the organization. Right. He doesn't mean you know that, right? It, it, it's a high right. right. I right. Agree, right. I agree right. That. I agree right. So that. that's all I'm saying. Like Browner, for me, and like I said before, I hope I'm proven wrong. But all this year is is to me, prove it. Okay. See, I you got your guy, it, go prove it. And here's why I disagree, because I think the manager will be very important because clearly there is a, a chemistry disconnect in the clubhouse. And you're going to need someone who knows how to massage around those issues sure. for Preller. For me. Go go hire Phil Jackson. But, dudes, what we're forgetting, what we're, we're – we, right, right now, this conversation that we're having in the last four minutes is a conversation about the 2023 Padres. What we're uh, clearly forgetting is that the 2024 Padres – are going to look significantly mm-hmm. different. No doubt. Significantly different. Right. So you're so, putting a manager into so a position I don't where know he doesn't have what he I had. don't, I what don't he had. know what the 2024 Padres are going to look like. So when they hire the manager, and when we get to February, and the roster's set, then let's have that conversation. Because yeah. right now, I don't okay. know. Yep. I don't know. I don't know who this on the hell is going to be on this team next year. Here's a conversation I want to have right now. It's about mushroom life. Oh. Brown, what do we got today, Brown? Es tiempo. Uh, it's tiempo. See, it's tiempo. Uh, for those of you watching right now on YouTube, don't don't tiempo me. Mario Lopez, that thing. Yeah. Oh, right. It's tiempo. It's tiempo. Right. Yeah. You yeah. got to. Um, by the way, I got so much reaction from our Mario Lopez conversation last week, especially from people <laughs> from Chula Vista. They're like, man, and I wish I could yeah. read it to you because they're like, man, this guy's such a, a phony, blah, blah, blah. All right, yeah. Browner, what are we taking here? What Mushroom Life product are we taking right now? And for those of you that are watching, again, right over here to my right is the QR code for Mushroom Life. Now, Brett Weiss, the owner, was supposed to be here today, but he's going to oh. come on tomorrow. And he has got a he, remember last time he was here? He's like, not only am I giving you 50% off your first order, I'm throwing in the Mushroom Life hat and I'm throwing in the autographed Pit Panther football. And he drove down to North Park and Alex signed it and Browner signed it. And I signed it and we all sent him out and all 10 people who bought right away all got the hat and the football. And I saw a lot of people sending me pictures going, Hey, check it out. Brett has another ridiculous deal, but he couldn't come on today. He's going to come on tomorrow. 
So the deal will work perfectly for your Friday afternoon. So make sure you're here tomorrow for the uncensored portion of the podcast and click on that QR code. How'd you do, Brunner? What'd you just take? Took down some mental energy. Mm -hmm. And as always, some sustained energy. These are my two go-tos right here. Uh, what are we doing with my hands? Bam, there we go. These are my <laughs> Cam- the camera's in front of you, dog. I know. Like, <laughs> These are my two go-tos, man. Sustained energy and mental energy. These are the two I go to. And I, outside of Saturday, y'all know how I get down on Saturday. And when I can't sleep, y'all know I do the drop the gummies. So I would highly recommend these two. These need to be in the brown box, the brown Bro, pack. I, you put together could, four, four of them things. I could put use put some, them on the um, I could sustained energy mental, yeah bro scott i don't know how the hell you did the la drive like that man dude i do that la drive do it do it not I, did it do it no i do yeah. it and do well I he has a hotel it. now well i do but what? Here, like well here's the deal so sometimes when i go to la i will drive up i'll leave my house at 12 30 i'll be parked by 2 30 2 45 and then i'll work till seven ish and then i will uh drive right away i'll turn right back around and go home mm-hmm. i do have a hotel in downtown la now um but like just for example like i'm next week um i'm going to be in la tuesday and then wednesday the clippers play the lakers so i wanted to stay in la and then thursday i got to go out to riverside county so i mean like i'm on the road essentially next week you know and that'll that. probably that'll consist of at least 8 hours of driving between the- san diego to la la to riverside riverside back the Wednesday before I go to Vegas, I'm driving to Oxnard as soon as we're done recording, mm-hmm. dropping the dog off and coming back that night all the way to Oxnard because I need to work here Thursday uh-huh. and I'm flying out Friday morning. Like, yeah, so I got to do uh-huh. it again. And then this Sunday, uh-huh. I'm going to go watch Fred again at the Shrine at, on, I think that's at USC campus. Uh-huh. So leaving at three, come, probably be home by two in the morning after the show. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I feel like you right now, dude. I need a driver, yeah. dude. Bro, I know the driving. Why don't you just, why don't you just get a driver, man? Me? Yeah. Because we had this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I no, 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 no. This, this was the no, flight part. The the flight part where you do it yourself. Okay. No, we D-Y-I. had the, we had the conversation about how he should call Philip Phil Rivers to get the yeah. SUV. Oh yeah, that's right. right that's right. That's yeah, right. How'd yeah. that go? Haven't called him. <laughs> hey, let me do one last thing here. I'll just finish up this whole AJ Preller conversation today. Can we at least, if nothing else, give Bob Melvin a chance to respond? I mean, there he was yesterday sitting in the San Francisco Giants press conference, by the way, with, um, you know, like general manager, baseball ops guy on one side, I, I guess ownership side on the other side, and a live audience of real journalists asking and questions. Crooked jersey on. In person, like he was they actually allowed to let people be in the same room. See, that's the other part of AJ that just bothers me. It just irritates me. And you guys are probably listening on radio going, you're such a hater. Guilty. Guilty is charged. Okay. But the fact that he has to do this by Zoom, that no one can say, like, follow up over here, quick, quick follow up or make eye contact. So he knows I've got a follow up or a hand gesture. It all is so controlled, you know? Um, all right, it's let's a, hear Bob. It's a, long, it's a long answer, but I'll cut it. All right, let's hear what The Bob beginning knows. is hilarious. Good job, reporter. And Bob, why does this work for you? It, it worked well in Oakland. You did a lot with a little in terms of payroll. In San Diego, maybe the opposite was true. You beat the Dodgers in the playoffs, but last year was kind of a mess. What, why could this work for you when it didn't work in San Diego? You know what? I think it's just 
being part of the, the fabric of this community really is the most important thing to me right now. Obviously, with the resources that we have here and the, and the commitment from, from ownership and everywhere else, you're always going to have a chance to win here. So I realize that. The whole part of the community nonsense. Don't waste my time. Stop it. Stop uh, it. Don't waste my time. Stop it. Hey, Ari, uh, hey, man, he played there, went to school there. No, I get it. I get it. All right. Hey, coming up next. Here's the thing, though. Got his Alex, dream job. Alex points this out. Why are we discussing the future of this team if we don't know the roster? The reports on Juan Soto and his expected departure next. Hey, great friends. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. 7milecasino.com. We'll have our Tory Holistics highlight of the day on the way. Plus, Doc Chow will be here from Sports Injury Central. And we'll ask him some questions because now that the three of us are all playing prize picks, um, the more I know about a player and what's going on with that guy might help me decide how I'm going to say, is Tyreek Hill going to have more than 120 yards receiving or less than 120 yards receiving, using that as an example. Doc Chow. And they, got a, and they got a deal for us, too. Okay, great. Um, before Doc jumps in, really quickly, though, just to put a bow on this whole Bob Melvin, A.J. Preller thing that happened. Mm -hmm. The next question really is what will happen with Juan Soto? And there is already some reporting. I see Doc Chow's getting ready to join yeah. us. Mm -hmm. But um, there is some reporting around Juan Soto's future. Alex, uh, tell us who's reporting this and what they're saying. Yeah, in New York, uh, they are reporting that the Padres and the Giants have uh, already begun. I don't know why. My Padres and Giants? Huh? Padres, in New York? No, I, the Padres and the Yankees there you go. have already begun preliminary discussions. I'm in a football brain right now. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> and here's the report. Foremost, the Padres plan to trim at least $50 million from their payroll, which could involve their moving left fielder Juan Soto. Report out of New York on Wednesday said the Padres and Yankees have held preliminary discussions about Soto, but this is AC saying a Padre source said the sides have not talked this offseason. Two different sources said previously the Yankees were among teams that expressed interest in Soto before the trade deadline. So there you go. He said, she said. Well, just last line there. Hold on. Last line. Yeah, last read that line. last line. You, you, didn't, you didn't read the last line. Uh, and it was fairly common knowledge within the organization that Melvin favored trading Soto. So again, mm. just to, to finish up the Melvin Preller mm. conversation, if Melvin was saying to Preller, dude, we should trade this guy and do X, Y, and Z. And Preller was like, no, we're going to see this thing till the end. And we're not going to trade him till either the off season or next trade deadline. That disagreement is like, all right, I, I can't have this guy here. He doesn't agree with everything I say. He doesn't do what I'm yeah, telling well, him to do. I found that that's, last... That's a pretty big thing, by the way. It is. That's a small well, thing. That's it thing. would if he was still here, but he's not, so who cares? That list right. line is irrelevant. Well, no, it's I not. I disagree. <laughs> All right, here's Dr. Chow jumping in here from Sports Injury Central, and as Alex just pointed out, not only are we going to jump in... Doc is in the house! Yeah, not only yeah, are we talk some injuries, but uh, Doc's got a special deal hold for on, us he, today. Hold on, he ditched, he ditched out, the white leather for a, right. like, the golf course or Is something. this a real background? That. Where are you at, heaven? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fake background. I'm in the office. No, okay. not, not true. Um, uh, no, it's... it's, it's I, I'm not... Alex will tell you I'm not sophisticated enough to have a fake background, so... <laughs> This is a real background, so yeah. um, all good. 
Doc, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're in some undisclosed location, parts I, unknown. I, I don't know. Need to know basis, Scotty. Need yeah, to know basis. I mean, dude, I don't know, man. But but like if I had to if I had to say to you, drop a pin, I'd be like, I think he's out in the desert somewhere. I mean, I don't know. It looks really cool. Yeah. You, you got a great background going today. You should go full screen, Alex. Look how cool Doc Chow looks today. Oh, look <laughs> at him. There he is. <laughs> what a hey, beautiful Doc, day. Yeah, it is a beautiful day. Hey, Doc, let's uh, let's jump into a couple of the uh, the storylines that we want to get to. I want to start with this. My Cleveland Browns, what have we done? A $200-plus guaranteed contract on a guy who can't or won't? I'm not really sure. Doc, you, you've been watching the Deshaun Watson injury situation. What do you make of his shoulder? What is that? What is the issue here? Well, there's been a lot of mixed messaging on this, and it hasn't made sense to date medically. It is starting to make sense. And this is what we've been saying at Sports Injury Central all along. A lot of, when was he hurt? Week three. He didn't play week four. That was a surprise. Didn't come back after the bye. A lot of back and forth, back and forth. The bottom line is, we just made a video in Sports Injury Central and, and a Twitter pro football doc early this week saying, I don't see Deshaun Watson coming back until he has a full week of practice on the shoulder. And now he's already been ruled out. Why do I say that? They thought he would play week four. He thought he would play week four. And DTR, the UCLA rookie, got to start as a surprise. They thought he would come back after the bye. He didn't make it after the bye. He didn't have a full week of practice last week. He played a little bit, one for five with one interception, and then was manager's, coach's decision to sit on the bench because his shoulder wasn't 100%. It wasn't the concussion. So at this point, he needs a full week of practice before he can go. And the injury happened in week three, not on the goal line hit, but when earlier in the game, because it is a subscap front of the shoulder rotator cuff strain. And that's what we've been saying all along. It can affect throwing. Could he play? I think he could. Could he play at 100%? No. And, of course, it's up to anyone's argument what role this guaranteed contract does or doesn't play in it. Mm -hmm. And I think we should ask you that question, Scotty. Don't you have the insight on that? Don't <laughs> been you have trying the to get it, Doc. I know. I've been trying the, to get it, man. Doc, I swear to you, like, honestly, when, you're, when one of your best friends is the offensive coordinator – and you see every video of Deshaun Watson standing next to my boy, I'm like, I want to call him and ask him, but I also don't want to call him and ask him. You know what I mean? Wait, 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 wait. Scott, we've known each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. Are you good speaking the truth here? Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone recognize Scott Kaplan as someone who would hold his tongue and not ask a question. That's not in your DNA. Okay? Yeah, bro. Is, is, am I wrong here? And I'll give you exhibit A. Okay? In my thing. Scott, I love you to death. This is your show. But we're here to tell the truth, right? You used to help me out a bunch with Taste at the Cove, this charity event. Mm -hmm. And you would host the thing. And you were great. And we loved you. And I remember one year. It was the Sean Merriman year. You were hosting, and everyone was asking what Sean Merriman was doing. And Sean Merriman was actually AWOL from the team and this, that, the other. So I was talking to Sean, and I said, Sean, you're back in town. You don't have to come to the charity event. You know, Everyone thought I was treating Sean poorly or something. Meanwhile, we're talking the whole time, the whole deal. And I said, Sean is still coming to the charity event, but Scott, 
don't ask him about his knee. Okay. He's coming on stage. Scott's the MC. And lo and behold, the very first question was what? <laughs> Tell us about your knee. What's going to happen? <laughs> we actually broke news that night because Sean Merriman on stage at Taste of the Cove said, I'm going to try and play and see what happens. It turned out he only played one game. It's a whole different story, blah, blah, so blah. But Scott, I don't believe for one second. I asked you specifically, don't ask Sean Merriman about his knee. The first question <laughs> out of your mouth was, well, tell me about your knee. I don't believe for one second that you haven't asked your friend. Now, you're just not – just tell the truth. You know the story, <laughs> but you're sworn to secrecy and you can't tell us. We can, we get that. Don't tell me you never asked him and you can't ask him. <laughs> He's trying to get that special teams I, coaching job when Van Pelt get a head coaching job. He won't be special teams coordinator. The kicking so coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he ain't I'm, doing that. I'm hey, honestly, hey, Alex, can you put up a poll? Do, do the do your yeah. do your do they do they agree with me that there's just no chance, <laughs> Bro, right? Yeah. Oh, the great friends know. The great friends know. Listen, listen. For the first, I'm, I'm I've worked with Scott. Right now. I've worked with Scott for a decade now. Thanks, this right is now. the first time that I don't believe something he's saying. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you okay. know, you know. Stop Come it. on, dude. It's the Stop biggest it. story. It's just say you don't friend. want to tell everyone, and you yeah. can't tell everyone. We would understand. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. Browder, do you genuinely believe that Scott never asked his best friend, no. hey, what's up with Deshaun Watson? Bruh, stop it. You know he asks us all types of questions when we're done with the show. I know yes. he asked that man privately. He just don't – and you don't have to say, brother. No. Some, listen, I'll, Doc, while you're here, I'll tell you this. Doc, I have four children, okay? For the longest time, <laughs> I did not want that talked about. You know what this man did? He never said a word. He never once said a word on the show. So I know he's capable of holding water. It's just a matter of how long and for who. It's and not about this. withholding the information, though. It's about that he is not capable of not asking that question. That's my point. He's not yeah. capable of not asking. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Doc. I agree. Wait, wait, he knows. Wait, wait. Have, have we heard a rebuttal from Scott? No. Nah. I, I swear to you guys, I'm looking through my phone. This stolen. is the funniest He's thing. Stolen, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking mm -hmm. through my phone right now. And um, and stolen. I will tell you guys that after the game on Sunday where the Browns beat the Colts, I here's like the conversation was, I, I say, oh my God, that was an amazing game. He's like, I can't believe it. Crazy. I'm like, we finally caught some breaks. He talked about officiating. I'm like, and, and we kind of were talking about this stuff. And then I was, I was saying, Hey, the fourth down call to run the ball after three straight passes. I thought that was great. He's, he had a comment about that, about the offensive line wanting that. And then I did say, truth be told, doc, I said, did you guys sit Deshaun or was he hurt? Cause the hit did look kind of bad. And his answer was, I'm happy to share this true story. He didn't look great in pregame Threw a pick early. Um, we didn't think he was healthy enough to go back in. That's, I guess I okay, did ask. So why were you withholding you all that? So yeah. You did ask him. yeah. <laughs> I guess because what I was thinking was, is that like this week going into this next game, I haven't asked him, hey, what's the deal, man? Well, he's out. Yeah, yeah. he's already out. Yeah. Doc, I got all a right. better question for you. I got a better question. What's up? <laughs> we just got to the truth, though. We got the truth. Yeah, Thanks, we got Doc. the truth at him 10 <laughs> minutes later. Uh, what's up with Justin Fields' hand? How long is this going to take? Because I, I got to get him back out there. I can't, I can't let Tyson Bay keep winning game. Justin Fields. Oh, Justin Fields. Well, it's his thumb. Okay. What we said at Sports Injury Central is 
the he's in the good case scenario. The good case scenario with the dislocated thumb is no surgery. Okay, he's in a good case scenario. So far, no IR, which is a good case scenario. But this is always multiple weeks. Are you kidding me? It's one thing if it's your index finger, you can change your grip or your middle finger. It's your thumb. If you can't grip a football, you can't spin it. You can't throw it. And does anyone believe what the team has said? The MRI didn't show anything. Come on. The joint popped out of place. Something was torn. Now, obviously, nothing structural to the point of surgery. But, Brad, are you ever jammed your thumb on something? I mean, how long does it take you to turn a doorknob? How long does it take you to pick up a a plate or this, that, the other, right? That's just jamming your thumb. Jamming your thumb playing ball or doing something. He dislocated his thumb. This is multiple weeks, and this is what we said. So the Bears said, well, maybe this first week, oh, he can't. Now the second week, oh, he can't. This was always multiple weeks. And by the way, next week is not guaranteed. And could this go all the way through four weeks? Some people are saying, well, he didn't get put on injured reserve, so there's no way that this is four weeks. Not really. When you're Justin Fields and you're the quarterback and they need you, if there's a chance you can return before four weeks, they'll carry you. Because remember, the new uh, unlimited uh, practice squad, the larger practice squad sizes and the call-ups and so forth situation give you the roster flexibility. He's your guy. You're going to carry him if there's any chance he could come mm-hmm. back before four weeks. He's out this week. Next week is at best a maybe. That's where the timeline Tyson is. Bajan. Tyson Bajan. Tyson Bajan. I have a very – Real quick, does that yeah. become a so is this like a tape job situation where they can tape it and kind of get it in a better shape for him to grip it, or is it just surely purely based on the, the tendons? Well, let's put it this way you can tape it and make it better, but you know, obviously, even snap center center with the ball coming up is going to hurt the thumb. Shotgun, maybe you know, snaps are easier, but if you want him to be accurate, he's got to be able to grip it the right way. I mean, hmm. could he go out and do something right now? Sure. But yeah. in the NFL game, you've got to be able to grip it to rip it. And if he can't grip it, you can't spin it. You don't have accuracy. And you don't want him out there if you don't have that. I have a very pertinent question to this show in particular because someone right below you thinks that it doesn't matter who the quarterback is in San Francisco uh, because Kyle Shanahan's system is the quarterback. So mm-hmm. now this week, it looks as if we'll get another chance to see if that's true. Is uh, Doc, you think Brock Purdy is going to be officially out and it's the Sam Darnold show this week against the Bengals? I do believe, we do believe Brock Purdy will be out, and it's as simple as this. It's First of all, it's about 25% of people clear for the next week, so it's already a lower number. It was a Monday night game, which makes the week and turnaround a week shorter. He had symptoms either after the game, on the flight home, or Tuesday. That is a definition of prolonged or delayed concussion symptoms. Those guys don't get cleared for the next week. It is not Brock Purdy this week. It's a it's a slim to none chance. He, it's not Brock Purdy this week. So you'll be able to see what the Shanahan system can do. With, and if uh, Sam Darnold can maybe uh, you know get his career back on track, perhaps. Be a guess. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, Brock Purdy's played very well, obviously, but that was you know, I guess you can say it was the concussion now. But uh, you know, he's never really been put in a position to chase. Correct, Doc. He's always played from ahead. Right. Yeah, don't, don't, Doc, don't do that concussion stuff in here, Doc. Don't come in here with that. Don't do that concussion <laughs> don't with, stuff in here, here, Doc. 
<laughs> don't bring up people, that little thing like concussions people, in here. People Scott. play drunk and high all the time. That's like a little bad stuff. Self-imposed concussion. And don't, don't we don't use that as an excuse around here, Doc. Don't listen to don't listen to this guy, Doc. Hey, um, hey, Grande, you mentioned that Doc Chow's got uh, and Sports Injury Central's got a deal for everybody who's watching friends. and listening. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Sports Injury Central is giving the great friends a free week of uh, sick data, which includes the Injury Edge, which is their NFL matchup cheat sheet. This is last week's uh, week's eight will come out into directly into your inbox on Saturday morning. So all the great friends have to do is go to sickscore.com, sign up for sick data and use the promo code Kaplan and you will get a free week of sick data uh, for just the great friends. Hold on a second. So you go to the website and you sign up for this and then you use our code and you get that information for free? Correct. It and sounds like the, the great friends use your code, Kaplan. Yeah. Kaplan. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Browner. Browner, think about what this is going to do for your prize picks. Think about okay. as you're playing prize picks and you know all this injury information for free. Well, yeah, I'll, give right, you, I'll give you a little hint. There's a Thursday night game tonight, right? Tampa and Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Last week, the injury edge would have told you that the Buffalo defense – was severely hampered with four main starters out. And what happened? New England actually, Mac Jones put up 25 points or whatever it was. And uh, they actually beat them. And there it is. The, 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 the Bills defense is banged up. And that's something to watch for tonight as well. All right. I love this, man. Uh, Alex, can you post this also on social media and let people 100%. know about this? Yeah. All right. Promo code Kaplan. Hey, Doc, um, have a uh, great time wherever you are in that undisclosed location, and uh, we will talk to you next week. <laughs> Thank you, and, and I apologize, Scott. You know, I mean, I was just telling the truth, right? I, I mean, I, I call know. it like I see it, I you know? know. And, uh, much <laughs> you love, me. but you got me. You're, you're, no. The good news is I'm glad that you stayed true to yourself, that you did <laughs> ask the question. <laughs> That's all I was saying. There's no way you didn't ask the question. That's all I was saying. All right, Doc, so much love. We'll talk to you soon, man. Okay, bye. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what I was saying was, is that I have not like since Sunday, I haven't I, like I'm seeing the reports today. He's out, you know, and I'm not like saying, Alex, hey, man, what's the deal? And But I did talk to him last week after the game, like what happened? And he did say mm -hmm. that that Alex and Stefanski both kind of went, hey, look, man, he hasn't been practicing. He doesn't look great. He his shoulders definitely messed up. Mm -hmm. He just took a big hit. Yes, he's cleared concussion protocol, but aren't we better off protecting him right now and having him later in the season if he's ever going to get back to his form? Right. So I think, you know, they made a they made a decision to protect the player. I think more importantly, we found the genesis of your beef with Sean Merriman. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. Facts. Perhaps. You exposed him on mm. stage yeah. in La Jolla. That's right. Those were great mm -hmm. events back in the day, man. Mm -hmm. Doc Chow used to put on this monster event called Taste of the Cove, and every famous restaurant in San Diego that you'd want to try their food would be there. Food and drinks and a huge stage show. He had these Red Bull, like BMX guys doing like those big vert ramp things. And he would have celebrities coming down from LA and huge like auctions and stuff, man. It was awesome. I loved it. Why did he stop? I should have asked why I actually don't know why. I Chargers maybe... left. That's why. Uh... That's that that <laughs> that is probably the why did reason. it why did everything stop? Why did the blow drive stop? Why did this stop? Why did this stop? Everything stopped yeah. because Dean Spanos took his team to LA. Although I I am getting uh emails from Rick Schloss, shout out to Rick, about like a San Diego sports blood drive. So now like oh, nice. like everybody's tried to combine forces to try and keep it going. Mm -hmm. um, nice. Yeah. I got an email right. from Rick this morning. Shout out to the holiday bowl. They got a new sponsor. Who's that? The Direct TV Holiday Bowl. Oh, 
how about that? Yeah, right. isn't yeah. it ironic that they're sponsoring a Pac-12 bowl when you don't get the Pac-12 network on Direct That TV? is that is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this, Alex. Let's get to yes. a highlight of the day, man. Can we do it? Let's do it. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Promo code amazing. I just used it. Where my bag oh. at? What do you got? Oh, oh, oh. What do you got? Bam! Just in time for Halloween, huh? The great thing is, too, like, I always say, Hi, show, your, show them your phone or whatever. Like, you could just tell them, hey, I'm from Kaplan and Crew, and the promo code is amazing. And they have a sheet in front of them that tells them, okay, cool, 20% off. There you go. Touring California Listics. Uh, Sean McVay, good coach and also good predictor. Last week, concerns that Sean McVay might miss the game on Sunday because his wife was pregnant. And he was like, if my wife goes into labor, I am not coaching. Just letting you guys know off the top. But he did say this last week. Uh, my wife's doing great. I think there was a lot made about me missing a game. I'm not going to miss a game. My son knows better than to come during a game. <laughs> and nailed it because his son was born, I believe, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So no baby or no missing games for, for Sean McVay. So shout out to Sean and congratulations to him. Also, um, the Rams made a transactional move on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LA Rams transaction delivered Jordan John McVay. How about that? So there you go. JJ McVay. JJ McVay. That's great. Hey, That's a nice congrats. flow. JJ McVay. Congrats to it's Coach like, McVay. It's like Wimby. JJ McVay and Wimby. <laughs> Flows like Wimby. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, Victor. All right, coming up, we're going to get uncensored around here, okay? For those of you that are watching on YouTube, those of you that are listening on radio, I always tell you, man, the last segment of the show can uh, oftentimes be the best segment of the show, but it don't go on radio and it don't go on TV because it's uncensored and it's only on YouTube and audio podcast. So for everybody listening on radio, lots more to get to on the Preller Presser. And for everybody else, let's get on. All right, everybody, time to get uncensored here, okay? So listen, a um, lot of talk today about the Melvin stuff and the, the Preller stuff, um, and then get into a little bit of football at the end of the show. But Alex, yeah, uh, I'm curious, how did yesterday go with the whole global entry? Oh, LAX. Listen, I, I, I know, you know, America's got problems. Mm. I understand this. I see what happened in the Northeast yesterday, and there's a lot bigger issues in this country. But my God, what a waste of time. What a freaking <laughs> waste of time that and, and if the, the if the TSA is listening or the government, whoever handles this global entry thing is listening, I please don't remove my, my TSA number that I got in the email this morning, but <laughs> I'm approved. So I, I now have it. I don't have the card yet, but I can use it for pre TSA now, which I will mm -hmm. use when I go to Vegas. Mm -hmm. But my God, dude, I drove took me well, nearly three hours to get to Inglewood because it's right next mm -hmm. to the LAX airport. And I get there super early. So I go in early. I'm like, I'll just wait in here, whatever. Mm -hmm. Bro, they call me in like early because there's nobody waiting. And they're like, yeah, go to window number six. And literally the interview, it was like I was crossing the border in TJ. What's your name? Mm -hmm. What do you do for a living? When are you going to travel? Where are you from? Okay, put your fingerprint down let, and you get the fuck out of here. That was it. So it, it took you mm. triple the time to get there than it did to actually do the process. My brother. 
when I tell you that I was on the road for six hours yesterday for a oh. four for a four minute interview. God, that sucks. Oh. oh. Yeah. The only saving grace for myself was that I have friends in LA, so I had dinner with one of them in El Segundo yesterday. So like at least I just got to catch up. And I and I did drive by the um, what's it called? Oh, I drive by SoFi. I've never mm-hmm. been in there. I was, and then I was the like, new cl- the new Clippers Arena. And I drove by Intuit Dome, mm-hmm. which How's is like a mini. It looks like a mini SoFi. It's amazing. It's incredible. It looks crazy. It looks like a mini SoFi. It's pretty, they say there's cool. a sound wall. Some something yeah. about a sound wall in there that's supposed to be bananas. Yeah, I mean, you know, the product on the court, the regular season wise, is very good, but they need to distract in the playoffs. So that's going to be like one of the wow. most technologically advanced yeah. arenas wow. ever, if not mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. Build it. Honestly, it literally looks like a mini SoFi. Like the, I don't know if it also has height restrictions. I'm assuming it does. Yeah, so it looks like they're building down, but the whole shell's already built. You're like, oh shit, that's pretty freaking cool, man. Pretty mm. freaking cool. Shout out to mm. Steve Bomber. Traffic's gonna be a motherfucker though, dude. Mm. How <laughs> close? How close is the train to there? That stop. I didn't notice a train. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's attention. any train anywhere so, nearby. So, so if I took the the coaster up. How close you would just, that? How far would I have to go? I don't know. You'd have to I, Uber from from the, from Union from Station. UT, Union Station. Yeah, you'd have to go to downtown LA, mm-hmm. and yeah. then you'd have to grab an Uber, which is probably about call it twelve miles or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you which know, is about with an traffic, hour. Yeah, I mean, with traffic and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, put it this way, Browner, you'd probably spend fifty dollars. I'm guessing um, one way, nah, not fifty, maybe like thirty five dollars. Call it like seventy bucks round trip on the train. And then you'd probably be in for another sixty, seventy dollars. I'm guessing uh, for Ubers. So you'd be spending hundred and fifty dollars between train and Uber to go from San Diego up to downtown LA, and then downtown LA down to Englewood. But and you'll but, miss the train on the way back. Home. Yeah, because on the way back, the latest train out is like ten something, and I don't mm-hmm. even know that it's that consistent. It's not mm-hmm. worth it, Dan. Right, what no. a pain in the ass, dude! What a pain in the ass to drive all the way up there. To have four Ooh. minutes. There's nobody that can do this in San Diego. I mean, there on. is, but I mean, there isn't. The wait, it's like, too I, long. Like, how many people are at are at the the CBX or wherever this interview is, where they don't have any appointments until 2024? Like, dude, I was literally in LA. They had 12 windows, and there was three people in there. I have a question. Did you ever? <laughs> did you ever try and go, or can you go unannounced and wait in line, like like the DMV? I I had to ring a doorbell, and then I had an appointment. And then that was it. What so I'm getting I mean, at is what I'm getting at is would it have been worth it for one day to try and just go see, Hey, it's a random Wednesday. Can I go get in at San Diego? I'm coming in unannounced, yeah. no appointment. And I just walk in through the door. Is that, possible? I have been, it's why not? I mean, it's what is it? 20 minutes down there to get fairly from North park to get mm-hmm. down to CBX. So oh, it's only CBX. That's the only place you can do I it. I think it's CBX. I did it at the airport. There. Okay. So there you go. So it's even shorter. Mm-hmm. I have been told, that if you well it was already too late for me but if you i guess at noon they refresh their schedule mm-hmm. so if any if there's any cancellations you could just try and swoop them up at noon yeah um, well listen as soon as you get that global entry card dude i'm i'm down to go over with you i'm um, so stoked I'm so i hope stoked. mine i hope mine works i mean i have it but i hope it works i have the number now so i need to go on southwest today to put put that in for my vegas flight i don't want to yeah. take my shoes off no more my uh i i've lost my tsa privileges yeah, I heard. What? Yeah. Yeah. And as a result, now I go through like, you know, like everybody else who doesn't have TSA, I go through and and even though I have my TSA number up, huh? and it's active, what's that, dude? You fucked up? They caught you? No, I didn't mm-hmm. fuck up. Um, somebody fucked me up. 
Take oh, a guess. Oh, uh, damn, damn, boy, right. Take a fucking guess. God yeah. damn, well, they got the yeah. beds on your we ass, stop, boy. Stop there for legal purposes. <laughs> we should stop there. on your ass, now, nah, boy. For legal boy, we out of here, boy. We out of here, boy. <laughs> we out of here. All right, listen, much love. Oh, we'll see you guys man. tomorrow for Friday. Peace out, everybody.